0: And now, the award-winning Powerhouse Voice of Radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin.
1: Hello, everyone. We are back. And now we're going to talk about yoga from a very different perspective. My guest is Kitsuki Hawk, and she's a certified yoga instructor. She lectures on yoga and recovery throughout the Bay Area and has been a presenter of the Art of Yoga Project and Naroga institutes yoga therapy teacher training. As the successful addiction and relapse yoga teacher, specially training founder, she has taught yoga instruction workshops throughout the United States. Her new book is called *Yogic Tools: A Guide for Working the Twelve Steps for Recovery*. And again, my guest is Keetsky Hawk. And this is um really wonderful. It's important. Recovery from active addiction is a lifelong journey that can take many paths. By aligning yoga philosophy and poses with each of the twelve steps, Keatske Hawk presents a physical and spiritual guide that complements and augments any twelve-step practice. Welcome, Kietzke.
2: Well, thank you for having me, Patricia. Yeah, I'm delighted yeah, great to be to have here. You. Yeah, what got you interested in yoga, first of all? I am a woman in recovery from alcoholism and drug addiction, and um, I grew up in a a home that had alcoholism, so um, I had a lot to repair from, and so I practiced uh, the 12 steps for about 15 years before I hit kind of a, a plateau, uh, a place where I was not able to get forwarder in my recovery, and in fact, I had taken on another addiction. And, and those type A people out, out there will recognize it. It's, it's workaholism, and we kind of laugh at it like as if it were something funny, and employers certainly love it. But when you work to the exclusion of other forms of your identity, when you work and it covers up your true inner uh-huh. self. Uh-huh. You you really begin to deteriorate, and that's what happened for me. I began my inner soul began to deteriorate as I identified myself with my job. Uh-huh. Um, and, well, uh, and I think
1: sometimes it's, as you said, it's an escape. You identify, and then as long as you are that, right? As long as you're that job, or as long as I'm a radio broadcaster, I'm a good person.
2: And as soon as yeah. I'm not
1: a broadcaster, then I'm I'm nothing. Yeah, I understand that one really well. I, I do. Yeah. it's a tough one for a lot of people.
2: It is a tough one for a lot of people. I mean, many of us experience it as our kids grow and our active parent. Parenting roles change. You know, we might have some kind of a personal crisis. But for me, this this you know launching into another way of of uh, Im- distancing myself from my feelings came awfully close to having me relapse to my what we call our primary addiction. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't that remote of an idea to start drinking or using. And but I knew. I, I knew that I didn't want to go down that rabbit hole again, and um, I had been interested in yoga, but had not taken formal classes. I'd watched videos and and such, but I stopped at a yoga class where this incredibly kind woman, you know, allowed me to to slip into the back, stay in the back row. I didn't want to be seen, and I started doing the poses, and I started crying. Mm. Wow. The just moving my body in an, in a, a, this kind of loving and investigative way um, brought me in touch with with feelings that I had closed up and stuffed in my nervous system, in my muscles, in my guts. I had run. I had gone to the gym. I was not, you know, merely a, a sedentary person. But yoga has no goal. And so, if you're mm. always working toward a goal, that's very much like work, something I was very familiar with. This didn't have that. I was kind of mm. forced to feel what I was feeling, and there was a lot left to feel. When,
1: from that point, when you cried and you felt that yoga was helping you break through, how long after that, Kitsuki, did you develop these yoga programs for other people in recovery?
2: Um, it took a while. First of all, I needed to to investigate what was going on with me. I needed to get healed. I also needed to deepen my um, my own uh, my own understanding of of what yoga is, because yoga does not stop at the poses, and it doesn't even stop at the breath and meditation. It's it's much much deeper. Than that, so it was probably five years before I started, uh, before I took my first yoga teacher training, and it was probably another two years after that before I started teaching yoga in treatment centers and in jail. And uh. so it's it's been a journey. My my first book came out in in 2012 called uh, uh, Yoga and the Twelve Step Path, where I just kind of talk about the similarities and philosophies between 12-step recovery and yoga philosophy. It wasn't even yeah. enough just to have this in my brain. I, I, I started moving, uh, moving more, breathing more, having my own practice become deeper, and I started working with the yoga philosophy with the women that I sponsor. So in a 12-step program, You become a mentor to other people, other women, uh, other people, uh, usually within your same gender, who are um, are looking to to improve their lives and to use the 12 steps. So we call them sponsees, and I would be a sponsor, so mentee and a mentor. And I started utilizing more yoga in that sponsee sponsor relationship once my once my sponsees had gone through the steps in the original way through right. NA, AA and ACA, which is adult children of alcoholism. How, how would you say these it. twelve steps has helped
1: these addicts to recover? Uh, you know, tell either take us through it or maybe some feedback of addicts you've worked with and what they say it's done for
2: them. First of all, it is a map. And for those of us who are very bleary-headed when we first start our recovery, people who are uh, detoxing, people who are coming out of substance abuse may also have some deeper psychological issues to deal with. Um, so, too, people who have disordered eating, smoking, gambling, sex, mm. you need a very prescribed, um, bite-sized process to be able to move through into owning your past and making a resolve to change the way you behave and the way that uh, you interpret life. What we call the being able to live life on life's terms. So the um, what the steps do is they have you, okay, I admit that I have this issue and that self-will isn't going to get me out of my addictive pattern because by the time we come to a 12-step program, we have tried to muscle our way through it on our own, but mm-hmm. it it didn't work. And then you realize that you're not in the best of health mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and that uh, reliance on something outside of yourself can help you gain health. Um, you even decide to allow poses. some kind of spirit come into your life maybe right, so, you're know you going to ask a so, question
1: yeah I was going to ask you Kitsi so do the poses I mean I've done yoga do the poses bring you into another state that kind of gets you out of where you are and opens
2: up another part of yourself it absolutely can when I'm in a we have what we call heart-opening poses, throat-opening poses, you know, hip-opening, back-opening. We have poses that are, are designed to get into some deeper connective tissue. But the real secret behind yoga is what is going on in your mind as you're mm-hmm. feeling your way into your perfect expression of a pose. Because you can be sitting sitting in a chair or you can be in the most deep uh, magazine-approved Expression of a pose and both of them can get you to the same place spiritually mm-hmm. so being in the pose and really noticing what's going on for you resistance enjoyment a desire to, to do this again or a desire to come out of the pose comparing maybe I'm comparing myself with other people maybe I have some negative self-talk I should be this or I should be that Whatever's going on, you get to look at that with kind of a an observer point of view, and get to know yourself better, mm-hmm. and get to know how get in touch with how your body uh, feels. Mm-hmm. All
1: right. Well, we're going to take a break in a minute, and when we come back, sure. I do want you to talk about your SOAR program, which is success over addiction and relapse, and you have a certification program, so I really want to hear about that, but sure. before, before, we, before we go to the break, how can people learn more about what you're doing now? If they're not in the Bay Area, how can they get
2: some of this? Um, I have a website called yogarecovery.com. And my my retreats, my trainings, and my general schedule, as well as a contact form to get a hold of me are all on that website. Do you have any videos on the website as well? I have a series of of. Of recovery oriented videos available through a, a product called Studio Live TV. And you can take a class for $5 or take classes for a week for $10 or for a mm-hmm. month for 15 So you can take uh, recovery infused yoga classes with breath and meditation through yeah, the wonderful. link on my website. Right. So people can
1: do this from all over the world. They can. They absolutely can. Wonderful. All right. My guest is Keatsy Hawk. Keatsy, yes, that's right. Keatsy. No, I keep forgetting the ski. Keatsy Hawk, And her book is Yogic Tools for Recovery, A Guide for Working the 12 Steps. And when we come back, we'll talk about this incredible program that she has developed called SOAR, S-O-A-R, Success Over Addiction and Relapse. And she'll talk about how you can be involved with this or learn how to teach it. And we'll talk more about um, recovery and yoga and addiction. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com. America's Voice we will be right back.
0: Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in
1: the brain firing really fast.
0: All the time. The number one Internet
2: talk station
0: where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation.
1: What defines your success? Is it success in your business? Success in your personal life? Is it more money? Is it meaningful relationships? How about your passion? Listen for Taking Care of Business with host David Wallach. David's guests share their challenges and what they did to overcome them. What if you can let your passion for success lead you to your success? Taking Care of Business is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety
0: Channel. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN.
1: She's a certified yoga teacher, and her brand new book is Yogic Tools for Recovery, A Guide for Working the 12 Steps. She lectures on yoga and recovery throughout the Bay Area and has been a presenter on the Art of Yoga Project and Aroga Institute's yoga therapy training. She is the founder of a specialty training that we're going to talk about called SOAR, Success Over Addiction and Relapse, and it's a teacher specialty training that then she teaches other people that they can do this work. Welcome back, Kitsky. Hi. Thank you. Good. Before we get into that, I do want to ask you, you were saying that your book is very much about looking at one of the 12 steps or all of them, but you take each step at a time, and then you will do the process for yoga, to correspond to that step, so let's take yeah. any step you'd like and tell us how you would use yoga to, with that step.
2: Well, the 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 one that is has a very high and and easy easily understandable correlation is what we call the eleventh step is to seek through prayer and meditation an improved conscious contact with our higher power, and so to seek through prayer and meditation a yogic pose would be to. Determine what for you is a comfortable, non-moving, seated position and to practice uh, meditation, to practice the art of bringing your awareness away from the sounds and sights and smells and disturbances that are going around you and away from the sounds and sights and smells and disturbances that are within you and be able to open your heart to listen to where you need to be. And what you need to do, and who you need to be with, that your higher power, your universal consciousness, is um, offering you, and also to meditate, to begin to put the clutch in between the the gears of of that ever moving, ever uh, thinking mind. Mm. And so that's a, a way to practice yoga and to practice your eleventh step together and allow yoga to expand your experience and facility with that mm-hmm. process. Okay.
1: Let's talk about the success over Reduction and Relapse, the program that you have designed for teachers to give them more tools and to be certified in this program. Tell us about
2: it. Sure. Um, as I mentioned, part of my journey once I became a yoga teacher was to um just kind of put myself out there and teach in treatment centers and in jails. And I realized that the teacher training that I received, that we all receive, is a fundamental class on how to teach yoga to able-bodied people in yoga studios. They're not detoxing. They don't have injuries. They're wearing yoga clothes rather than street clothes. They are not in the active state of um, of uh, of being so sensitive that almost anything can trigger a trauma memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, so yoga studios were were fairly stable, and we've all gone there with the express purpose of practicing a rigorous class or a gentle class or a restorative class. but we've come there with a set intention. In treatment centers and in jail, it might just be the only interesting thing to do that day. You know, so you're going to get people who come into that, that space, into that, the living room with the couches moved or into the uh, cafeteria or into the classroom where you move the furniture aside, um, and they're, they don't know. They don't know what they're stepping into. They don't know what's going to happen. So you're dealing with a high level of uncertainty with a high level of dis-ease Who may be in in a population that may be still detoxing, you know, still going through shakes and withdrawals. So, how do you uh, focus your yoga teaching in a way that supports recovery using language that supports recovery in a trauma informed way, allowing people to become more aware of their physical body when their whole life has been designed not to feel. Mm, mm, wow, that's heavy, and that's boy.
1: Yeah. So you're breaking yeah. through, it's like breaking through armor, right? I yes. see, when you said that, I just saw somebody with like, you know, the armor on.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. Fencing, it's- yeah. So So, you know, you're going to teach... You're going to teach in small bits, and the poses are by the way. It's it's a way to remember what my left foot is and what my right foot is. You know. So the mm-hmm. expectation of the student needs to change, and the expectation of um, your teaching process needs to become more adaptable. So I can have an idea about what I'm going to teach when I go to the treatment center. But when I walk in, I'm going to find someone who has one of those boots on their feet because they've, they've fractured bone in their foot. Maybe someone is going to be slightly nauseous but really wants to participate. Um, we don't have a lot of props. So I might say, oh, I had this idea about how I was going to lead a, a class on the floor, and I'm really going to have to change Bring in chairs, and we're going to do a seated yoga sequence. So the person with the that wooden boot on their foot doesn't feel left out. Yeah. So so quick as a bunny, you you need to adapt and change and meet the students where they are. Which means you Mm kind of have to know a little bit of chair yoga. You know, Mm -hmm. you need to to Mm -hmm. be able to make uh, assessments. And not leave anybody out, and not let anybody feel less than. Right. So you need yoga teachers
1: who are particularly sensitive to other people's needs, diversity and needs, right? Yeah. And and, uh, you'll need it. And not every yoga teacher would really be suited for this. You have to have certain skill set and empathy, correct?
2: Right. Right, and so if you're attracted to teaching people who are recovering from addiction or you're looking at dealing with a fragile population of any kind, then you might want to take SOAR and I could, you can benefit from my learning curve and learn a little about trauma sensitivity and somatics. All
1: right. What would you like to leave our listeners with today, Kitsky? We're wrapping up. And would, what, what's your message about addiction, recovery, and yoga? Be kind
2: to yourself. Treat yourself with respect, and people will treat you with respect. Breathe deeply and just get started. And get support, right? Make sure you oh, have support. Absolutely. Yeah. When you're stepping into recovery, get plenty of support. Wonderful. How can people find you again, please? Uh, at uh, yogarecovery dot com, and I have a contact form through that uh, website. I tell more about SOAR. There's access to the uh, recovery infused yoga classes on Studio Live TV, and um, my books are also listed there.
1: All right. Thank you so much for being on the program. It was
2: wonderful. Oh, thank you.
1: Thank you for having me. All right. Very stay Thank you. Stand for a minute. My guest today has been Keatske Hawk, and her book is Yogic Tools for Recovery, A Guide for Working the 12 Steps. And again, um, very important work, so do, do check this out. All right, you've been listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Like me. On Facebook at Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. If you'd like a copy of my newsletter, write to me, Patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Until next time, have a great week and happy holidays. Bye for now.